With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi, I'm Mel, and welcome to Empowered Love Radio. And this week's radio show is called How Do We Become Better Parents As We Heal? And I love this question. It was asked on my Facebook page. And the reason I really wanted to answer this question in an article in a radio show is because I'm very passionate about our children and future generations. I so believe the shift in consciousness on our planet needs to start with us as the caretakers of our children and their future children's emotional evolution. Because what takes place now is what will unfold later. Our codependent models and previous unconscious emotional programming caused us to not only stay stuck in these following beliefs, but to also pass them on to the people we most love and care for. These are these limiting beliefs. If I can fix something outside of myself, I will feel better on the inside. My emotional health is reliant on conditions outside of me. Life is an outside-in affair, meaning that my emotional health is determined by what happens to me by external forces. And I am unaware that if I become an emotional state by purposefully growing and evolving myself, then all of my life will start reflecting that change accordingly. We may think that narcissism is dire in its impact to our children and not realize just how damaging our own codependency is. When we start becoming energetically responsible, we understand that narcissists can't and don't change. Because the very nature of narcissism is the nil ability to genuinely have the self-honesty and vulnerability to face and work through childhood traumas that are creating the maladapted behavior. Hurt people hurt people and hurt people never get better and behave differently until they take full 100% personal responsibility to self-partner, meet and heal their own emotional wounds. Period. Therefore, as parents recovering from narcissistic abuse, we need to understand that the future of our children needs to be independent of what the narcissist will and won't do. The more we try to control the uncontrollable and force the impossible, which is attempt to make the narcissist fix and change what they have done, 
the more we are not taking responsibility for healing our own wounds and the longer we remain horrifically unavailable and emotionally precarious to our children. In the years that I've been involved in helping people heal from narcissistic abuse, I've been intimately privy to the plights of their children as well. And I've consistently viewed that if one parent works at becoming a model of healing consciousness and leading the way with their own emotional evolution, then their children usually follow. This is non-reliant on the narcissistic parent and profoundly proves time and time again that when the non-narcissistic parent heals their own connections to abuse and the powerlessness of codependency and victimization that goes with that, then big changes start to occur. No longer does the parent previously victimized hold the narcissist responsible for his or her life. Rather, they've become invested in their own healing, growth and recovery recognizing that the stuff that the narcissist profoundly brought to their attention was the already existing wounds of young, unfinished emotional business. Thus, no longer does this person try to force the narcissist to be anything in order to make their life different. Instead, they've become a generator of a life that is far superior and real to the one even before they handed so much power and responsibility to the narcissist. With this new self-empowered orientation that no longer feeds the narcissist's narcissistic supply, the narcissist begins to lose the ability to hook, derail or manipulate them. Bullies cease to bully when they don't get the rise they seek in the first place because a bully who is really a wounded inner child, loses the ability to shoot people with their own fears when those fears are up-leveled. When people detach from the narcissist on emotional, physical, spiritual, financial and mental levels, then the children are nowhere near as affected either, truly. It has a powerful flow-on effect. I've stated before in my article series, that the most dangerous recipe for a child to grow up to become an abuser or someone who will be abused is the combination of a narcissistic parent and a toxic, victimized one. Both parents are horrifically unhealthy, yet I promise the most severe subconscious wounding that I've worked on with people who were abused children usually comes from the toxic, victimized parent. When I've stated that to the parents who are determined to hang on to hate, victimization and who are invested in fighting for their own victimization and powerlessness, I've been demonized as victim bashing. And that's okay. I get it how being toxically stuck in victim mode allows us to mirror the narcissist in so many ways. A. I will not be responsible for my own emotional traumas and B, the state of my life is someone else's fault and not my responsibility to sort out. I was there. And it almost destroyed not only my soul and ended my life, but also pushed my son away from me. He got heavily involved in all sorts of self-destructive behavior and almost ended his life too. Not only had he lived the trauma of narcissistic abuse with a stepfather, watching my disintegration, 
He also had an angry, addicted, demented mother who was horribly unavailable, incredibly toxic and terrible to be around. What on earth are any of us thinking if we think our children need to have the mature sophistication to cut us some slack, believe in us, band with us and protect us? We are the parents. And if we want our children to get better and our world to get better, we have to be prepared to heal ourselves first and foremost so that we no longer are living our, are living our life as wounded children emotionally, expecting narcissists or our children to fix us when it really is our own job. I know it's so hard when feeling victimized to accept this. But what else is there to do if we really care and love for our children? Surely, surely, we've got to care and love ourselves first in order to get well. When I finally understood how I was hurting my son so much by being a self-absorbed victim, it was a huge slap to the face and a huge wake-up call to the dire and dangerous results that occur in our lives when, as human adults, we hold someone else responsible for our lives, our emotions, our outcomes and our evolution. It's terrible, the results. Not just to ourselves. The results are catastrophic for our children. This is the path of the victim who not only sent sentences themselves to a lifetime of toxic resentment, blame, shame and a diminished existence, but also condemns their children because he or she misses out on a healthy emotional foundation as well, which only creates very painful lessons and issues for them in the future. I know that if I hadn't stopped my victimization and holding the narcissist responsible for my life and embarked on a profound journey of self-partnering and self-healing instead, my son possibly would never have made it and certainly would not be the incredible young man he is today. I hear so many victims screaming and jumping up and down and trying to save their children whilst having no intention of healing their own original traumas that were the unconscious reasons we sustained and were hooked into abuse in the first place. Here is a fabulous analogy which is powerful. In an aeroplane, in a time of emergency, you put your oxygen mask on first. Quantum law, which is emotional, energetic law, is absolute and is the very rules of how we create. We can't influence anything positively in our life from a place of negative emotion. Whenever we try to, the negative emotion, which is emotion, energy in motion, statement is, I am not this thing I seek to create, which always means we get more of what we are really being, no matter what we are doing to try and compensate for that. There is no more tragic way this can play out than if we are trying to control, influence and fix our children when we are not sound or healthy ourselves. All of this interference, no matter how well-meaning it may be, is unwholesome energy that is conditional and which your child will not take too lightly, happily or healthily because it wasn't healthy in the first place. 
Our worry and fear and pain can only and will only cause more worry, fear and pain. If we still carry all the negative emotions we took on from narcissistic abuse, which is the resentment, anger, helplessness, guilt, torment, fear, powerlessness, and then try to elevate our children to a healthier state of being, we are fighting a losing battle, truly. This may sound terrible, but I promise you it is the truth. You will only make matters worse. Plus, you completely run the risk of being further smeared and discredited and abused by the narcissist and then fuel the narcissist up to be more determined to use the children as pawns against you. You may then be at severe risk of parent alienation. A quantum law of life is this. No one can genuinely love, respect, connect to and honour you until you sort out their states in relationship with yourself regardless of what anybody has or hasn't done to you in the past. Your relationship with you is your job and then all other relationships come from that, which means the cleaning up of your own internal traumas so that you can fully love and accept and honour yourself. That is what self-partnering is all about. Your children will not love, respect you, be guided by you or connect healthily with you until you love, respect and connect lovingly with yourself. And the only way we get to this level of personal evolution is by addressing the wounds and programming that is inside us that is not allowing us to do so. So let's have a look at letting go. Letting go, meaning detaching and allowing, is initially incredibly counterintuitive. Wanting to force our will on things and fix and control is one of the one of the biggest issues of codependency. This is one of the greatest traps that led us into and sustained us in narcissistic abuse. The trying to force a narcissist to heal our fears and pain instead of letting go and taking full responsibility for them ourselves. We were anxious, triggered and hooked in when the narcissist targeted our insecurities. We had stunted ability to self-partner, connect with ourselves, hold our own emotional energy, self-soothe and no abuse was not our reality. We accepted a level of love that mirrored the level of love that we had at the time with ourselves. A love that was conditional, fear-based, anxious and not centered in emotional solidness. Really, we were unconsciously, emotionally showing up as wounded children, trying to force a parent, the narcissist, to this time stop hurting us and really love us. When we haven't healed our young original wounds, we inflict the same anxiousness and control onto our children. We don't feel safe enough to hold our own energy and allow things to play out. We lecture, prescribe, jump in and try to change things in order to feel better. Then what we discover is the more we try, usually the worse things get. Things don't sort out the way we want them to, regardless of how hard we try to make them. All because we are not working with the quantum law of life. 
In this state, we do not realize that no amount of doing will ever compensate for a defunct beingness and that we are never showing up and generating life from mere doing. How we and it all unfolds rather is according to our emotional inner state. In regard to our children, stopping our over-involvement is an even more difficult task because our natural instinct is to defend and protect. And in no way am I saying this is not appropriate when necessary, but doing so from a highly energized negative state of beingness does not work and is in fact incredibly detrimental when narcissists are involved with your children. It just hands the narcissist bullets to shoot you with and makes your children even more susceptible to be used as weapons in warfare. I have never seen one case, not one, of an irate, victimized, vocal, devastated, terrorized, angry, incensed, righteous parent fighting for their children have any effect against a narcissist. In fact, I've only even only ever seen their children devastated further as the narcissist gleefully lines him or her up for more abuse via the children. Because that's what narcissists do. Find your weakest links and hit them hard. Whereas universes apart from these results, I've seen the parents who've worked on themselves diligently to detach, love themselves back to health and not give the narcissist energy and become non-judgmental, loving, healthy parents, experience the narcissist losing interest in trying to use the kids as a tool to abuse. It's energetic, truly. Narcissistic abuse is a soul evolution lesson, absolutely. And the times we need to remember that the most is when our children are involved. Because we can stop the buck at ourselves. This happens when we heal the wounds of our previous generations, the ones that embedded in our subconscious and led us into abuse unconsciously. Then we can lead our children out of the darkness and into the light, regardless of whether or not they still have a narcissistic parent. What is appropriate is to become the most emotionally resolved, healthiest parent you can be, non-conditional on anything outside you having to change to get there, so that you can be the best, most solid, calm, loving role model possible. This means letting go of the anxious, anxious tendency to try to control and fix everything for your children. And the irony is the more we do that and the more we work on healing ourselves, we discover that organically things start to improve significantly. Our children get better simply by being in our presence. So let's have a look at the soul lesson. When we understand bigger, deeper evolution reasons, we resonate with deep truths in ourselves, our literal selves, which help us let go. We know that our children at a soul level have chosen their parents and their journey for specific reasons. It was all a part of their soul desire to heal and finalize soul contracts in order to evolve and raise levels of consciousness. Whenever we state something should not be this way, we're not allowing 
And in fact, our resistance against it means it in, its influence will get even more cemented in our life until we can accept it. When we see the bigger picture and understand deeply, there is a loving soul reason of perfection for all of this. And when we start accepting and working with what is, it starts to transform, unravel and heal. And then it is no longer needed in our experience. Yet if we set up, this is wrong, and we pass that on to our children also, they too will be plagued and chained in resistance and doomed literally to repeat abuse, abuse cycles until they start working with acceptance and allowing. None of it will leave their experience until they bless and begin their personal evolution and growth as a result of the experiences that their souls have called forth. Our children did not necessarily come into this lifetime to just have it all easy. Just as it was never our job to try to wrap them in cotton wool and protect them from soul growth. It is the children who've been overly insulated by their parents who have a much harder time dealing with the inevitable challenges of life, which is their soul lessons. These individuals have very little emotional resilience and have grave difficulty in self-partnering and self-soothing, meaning they will hand power over to life and others. Additionally, this is a recipe to suffer shame. I'm not good enough to live my life. And disassociation. I'm not capable enough to live my life, which then creates the seeking of protectors to take responsibility of their life for them. Parents not allowing and guiding children through their growth lessons is a powerful and dangerous dangerous recipe for them to seek people as parents, people who appear as protectors who are in fact abusers, instead of being able to show up as healthy adults, self-partnered in their own bodies, able to navigate and generate healthy partnerships. I truly believe that when we accept there is a reason for this, that is for our children's highest and greatest good, that we can start working with what is or what has happened in a much more positive way rather than pushing against it, fueling it and making it worse. So I want to give you these two scenarios. And this is a snapshot rundown of two different scenarios I've seen regularly. One from a parent not leading the way, and then one who does. So let's have a look at scenario one. So the parent says, how was mum today? And this parent is already triggered, angry and antsy, and hates his child being with the narcissist. So the child responds, she was angry and snapped at me. She was on the phone the whole time texting. So the parent who's in obsession about who she was texting and angry that she could be so selfish, says this. This is so wrong that she does that. When is she going to be better to you? I would never treat you like that. Why does she want to see you if she's not even going to act like a parent? All right, let's have a look at scenario two. The parent says, how was your day today? Inviting connection and conversation. And the child says, Dad was angry and snapped at me. He was on the phone, off and on, talking to his girlfriend, arguing. 
And this parent who's non-triggered and totally unaffected says, how did that make you feel, honey? And the child says, really upset that he doesn't care about me. And the parent says, so you know, don't you, that 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 is no reflection on you? Your dad is like that sometimes because that's him. That's what he does because that's the best he can do. But in no way does that mean that you're not worth hanging with and granting attention to. Are you okay? Do you need to talk about this anymore? And the child says, I'm fine, mum. And then the parent says, would you like steak or chicken for dinner, honey? So in the first scenario, this child is suffering the agony of two parents at war, both speaking adversely about each other. The night is full of tension and pain and the victimised parent is on the phone to family and friends, planning the next talk to the solicitor. And the child feels abandoned, confused, hurt and angry and retreats to his room to get away from the toxic energy. In the second scenario, the child's feelings have been acknowledged and validated and there is no toxic overlay of judgment from the parent, just a positive reinforcing of the child's inner identity and a healthy night of dinner, homework and some TV together. No tension. No resentment, just love. I've met both versions of parents. I meet them often. More profoundly, I have been both versions of parents. The first is the usual result of narcissistic abuse. And the second is the result when the parent has committed full-heartedly to healing and working on themselves after narcissistic abuse. I've had parents tell me as a part of their justification to hang on to their inner torment that they can't fall apart and work on themselves because they need to be there for their children. No, no, no. Truly, because one of the most positive things our children can see is us healing our wounds. And one of the most positive things my son ever saw me do was to have the humility and self-love to meet my own wounds with total self-honesty. Because when I did, I dropped the victimization, masks and defenses that I've been holding on to. The ones that have been damaging both of us so much. He saw me roar, be vulnerable and cry rather than be angry. He saw me lovingly nurture and take responsibility for myself whilst I worked through my fragile inner wounding. This granted him the relief of this message. None of us are perfect and we don't have to be. What we do need to do is be with ourselves and love our wounds back to health. I gave him permission to be real. And thank goodness I did, because none of us ever get well if we don't do this. What a tragedy it is that we've all been programmed to self-disconnect, hide our wounds, put masks on and be strong for everyone else. What good has that done when truly all we have been doing is bashing people up and continuing to get bashed up by the wounds that we've never attended to? Hurt people hurt people and they get hurt. 
That pattern has to stop if we're going to get well, help our children get well and create a different world where we can start healing from the insanity and get well. So let's have a look at the ways we parent differently when we heal. Here is a list of the most significant changes to our parenting when we take the responsibility to heal our own wounds. We stop holding our children responsible for our emotions and take responsibility for them ourselves. We stop trying to fix things for our children. We accept and bless the growth lessons our children go through. We support situations with love instead of judgment. We teach our children by example that their life and emotions are never dependent on what a particular person is or isn't doing. We start showing up vulnerably vulnerably and honestly and stop trying to appear perfect. We don't try to compete for our children's love or affection. We don't need our children to think a certain way or be a certain way in order for us to be our own level of love and health. We apologize and are genuinely remorseful and humble about our previous defunct parenting to our children. We admit and apologize to our children when we are wrong or hurtful from here on. We do the work to let go of any guilt we're carrying regarding what our children went through, knowing this is not healthy moving forward. We allow and encourage our children to have a voice and express their feelings without judgment. We have boundaries with our children that don't involve lecturing and prescribing. We leave out the emotional content and deliver lovingly and firmly. We stop blaming and shaming our children's inner identities and instead guide them in ways that empower their inner emotional containers. We grant trust and space and see and feel that our children have the incredible inner resources and wisdom to find their way. We empower our children to find and become a healthy resource to themselves. And we want We may want our children to want us in their lives, but it is never healthy to bring up our children to need us. The highest level of self-mastery and love is to feel totally comfortable to have the people you love not need you. I personally experienced my parenting change beyond description. The healthier I became and still become, the more loving and authentic I show up as well as the more stable and mature. When we no longer have our young wounds screaming inside of us, we naturally become love instead of fear. We start acting like a healthy, self-partnered adult instead of a needy, wounded child. And the results are truly incredible, regardless of what the narcissist is or isn't doing. I've seen, just like my son, Children develop in incredibly evolved ways when one parent leads the way. Even children who are being co-parented with a narcissist. I truly believe their soul doesn't get it wrong. I truly believe all of our souls have a higher calling not only into our greatest ability to be authentic love without fear, pain and judgment, 
but to also fulfill the purpose and soul mission that we came here to achieve. What better way to anchor light when you have been exposed to such darkness? What better way to heal yourself and the collective of the illusions that have crippled humankind for centuries than to be in the trenches of unconsciousness? The children I know who have been exposed to and even still are exposed to narcissists who have a parent evolving themselves and anchoring light and personal power are amazing. They are some of the wisest, most compassionate, astounding evolved souls you could ever hope to meet. These children will deeply understand and change this world for the better. They will not try to force change from a futile position of fear, pain and victimization, but rather they will heal separation and create true, authentic connections from their hearts and powerful personal authenticity. Our children will be the bringers of unity consciousness as self-partnered, self-generative leaders. These are the children of our future who will do amazing things to raise the consciousness of this planet simply by being who they are. Your children can become this, but only if you lead the way first. Truly. So I only have one line left to say about the most vital message of all, and it's three words. Heal yourself first. So I really hope that this radio show has helped you deeply understand what this is about. And if you would love to really understand and self-partner with your wounds and free yourself from your wounds, I would love you to join me in my next three keys to thriving after narcissistic abuse three-hour teleclass. And we're just the MTE team has just opened the doors for this new group and our Facebook group is kicking off today. Two and a half weeks of profound workshopping as well as the webinar and if you can't make it live you do get a recording of it. And for those of you that are a parent this is just so vital for not just your children but for you and for everybody involved. So you can join this next webinar group by going to www.melanietoniaevans forward slash free webinar. Again, it's melanietoniaevans forward slash free webinar. And as always, I will look forward to answering your questions and your comments on the blog article uh, connected to this radio show. So that's it for me, everybody, until next week, and lots of love. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.